pieces of my mind. Oh, I think I stepped on one. Welcome to episode two of Pieces of My Mind. Here we are, day eight of our captivity. I hope everyone is doing well in isolation. Isolation is relative for all of us. Some of us are in single-family homes with our relatives. Others are in smaller places with perhaps only one other person. Some of us have only our pets to keep us company. There are still others who are totally isolated in nursing homes or independent and assisted living, unable to receive visitors or leave their own front doors. Some of us today are guarding ourselves with extra vigilance because of autoimmune conditions or life-sustaining therapies that compromise our abilities to fight any infection. Our present isolation means something different for each of us. Some of us are by nature more solitary, comfortable with books, music, and television to occupy ourselves. Others are really chafing at the restrictions, pining for actual face time with other people. Wherever you may fall on the spectrum, I wish all of you strength and courage. As Moses urged our people so long ago, Chizku v'imtsu, be strong and courageous. As Moses was facing the end of his own life and looking into the promised land, he urged our people, Chizku v'imtsu, be strong and courageous, whatever you may find there. As many of our sages have noted, we have reason for courage. When we stand together and we stand with our values, God stands with us. A story about my recent journeys. I got back to the United States on March 18th from Israel. It was quite the scene getting ready. We had a sudden urgency. Our original plan had been to return on March 22nd but our daughter Eliana was stuck in Canada, where the university had changed its minds from stay right here to get out as soon as you can if you're a foreign student. So we changed our flight plans, and thankfully we were able to get one earlier in the week. We got ready the day before, looking for everything that we would need. Finding hand sanitizer seemed really smart. Of course, in Israel, it wasn't on the shelves but it was actually behind the pharmacy counter to make sure everybody could get one. And only one. Just a side note, if you know people who are hoarding out there, tell them to cut it out. It's profoundly antisocial behavior. Take what you need and leave something for everybody else. We are all in this together. Cut out the hoarding, please. Well... We managed to get to Ben Guri in the morning of our flight. It was full, because people who were flying were flying on the available remaining flights. It was a little nerve-wracking every time a cough or a sniffle or a sneeze anywhere on the airplane was heard. We were there, wiping down our area with disinfectant wipes, washing our hands, disinfecting them with alcohol rub. Sleepless I was on that flight and the one that followed it from Istanbul. I've never been very good at sleeping on airplanes, but the conditions made it even harder. Hypervigilance 
watching every other person. Thankfully, we made it back safe and sound, landing in Boston, where our daughter Talia picked us up. We got back to the Cape around 10.30 at night on Wednesday. Well, the next morning I was up early, riding the wave of jet lag. About 5.45 in the morning I was in my car, going as fast as I legally could to the Canadian border. I left a month in Israel to drive through a snowstorm in New Hampshire that day. I made it to the Canadian border a little after 11 in the morning. It was an eerie sight. There was only one border crossing lane open, and at that lane, I was the only car approaching. The Canadian border guard was very friendly, but of course he asked me, what are you doing here in Canada? I explained I was coming to pick up my daughter and bring her home, and he said it would be all right to enter. But then he asked me, when are you leaving? I explained I was planning on leaving in the morning, because I could stay at my daughter's apartment without going to a hotel or using a restaurant. He paused, looked at me, and said, Well, why aren't you leaving today? I explained I had just been up for 24 hours in an airplane and after five hours of sleep had driven all this distance and didn't think it wise. He looked at me again and nodded. I took it under advisement. I managed to get to Montreal About three hours later, Ellie's roommate's father, Rob, got there. We were already frantically packing everything up. Had to get it into a storage facility. And I realized, too, that I needed to leave Canada and get back across the border. That's what we did. Finding an out-of-the-way hotel in Vermont. Again, wiping down everything. Sanitizing. A routine I'm sure all of us are very familiar with at this point. Again, the eerie silence with so few people in a hotel. We continued our drive and made it back the next morning, just in time to celebrate Talia's birthday. We made it, and we're all safe. It's a good thing I left when I did, because the border to Canada closed five or six hours after I had crossed. We should all remember who our friends are at this time. Sealing our borders may be necessary, it may not be necessary, but we should remember who our friends are. We have lots of them across borders all over the world, and all of us are in the same boat right now. We must be strong and courageous, and remember that when we act for the greater good, we shouldn't give in to fear. We can act confidently take reasonable precautions to protect ourselves and others, be strong and courageous. I'd like to leave everybody with a musical moment for today. I find that music can always carry me away from where I am and set my thoughts and my spirit free. Let's give it a whirl. For those of you tapping along with the beat at home, look for seven of them.
So much can be said, so many journeys taken, without uttering a single word. That was from May 25th, 1977, The Good Old Grateful Dead. I'll be speaking to you again soon. Until then, be strong and courageous. None of us are alone.